It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> I don't know about how steamy it is, but hot, yeah. <laughs> My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This is Stephen, and I just want to share. Uh, yeah, I want to expound on that just quickly, because the real man... Good morning, and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest-growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning, good morning, good morning. What an awesome morning it is. I am so glad to be on the show this morning. I'm telling you, I topic that we have in store for you is definitely one that's going to make your blood pressure rise, get your nerves jumping, and hopefully get you to getting to some great responses to make some differences in your lives. It's an awesome Saturday morning here, and if you are listening to the show this morning, uh, it is an interactive show, so do press 1 on your phone, and we'll get you as we strike up some conversation on teen dating, sex, and social issues. Now, I'm north of 40, uh, probably a little south of 50, to be quite honest with you. And I have had my experiences of being a teenager myself and raising children. And I'm going to tell you that the teen life has changed, and it seems that it's getting a little more dangerous, uh, and it's just as serious as it is for adults full-blown adult relationships. Now, this morning, we're going to talk to some dynamic young women uh, who have um, experienced some issues in their teen life, and they are encouraged enough and brave enough to share those with you on the air this morning. But when I was coming up as as a teen, things were a little different, and the only thing we pretty much had to worry about was teenage pregnancy. But now there's so many other social issues that are going on, and with social media um, heightening everything, it is just bringing everything to a head. But this morning we're going to try and bring some closure to some people who may be experiencing some issues with their children, uh, nieces, nephews, cousins, whomever they are, we're going to try to bring forth some issues to help you help those people out. All right, all right. So our first, um, first we're going to talk about some teen dating issues and ways to address teen dating. Um, we have two callers um, who are lined up to speak now. We have Brianna. Brianna, good morning. Are you there? Yes. How are you today? Okay. Thanks for having me. I'm good. Oh, thank you, lady, for being on the show. Appreciate you. And we have Miss Janae. Janae, are you there? Yes, ma'am. Awesome, awesome, awesome. 
Now, I would like for you ladies to share, what was your perspective on teen dating when you, first of all, how early, when did you start dating? Let's start there. When did you start dating? How old were you when you started dating? Uh, Well, for me, when I was first allowed to start dating, I was 14, but I was interested in dating, uh, I'd say, seventh grade. Okay, and and that's Brianna. Was that Brianna speaking? Oh, yes, that's me. Okay. Janae, how old were you when you started dating? Um, I was allowed to date when I was 16, but, you know, being the rebellious teenager that I was, I tried to start dating when I was about 14, 15. Now, dating at 14, 15, what, what is that actually? Is that like going to school, writing notes, kissing the boys after class, or or do you get to see them in your neighborhood? What What's dating like at 14? Um, it was like, uh, you know, you would try to hang out, you know, here and there, and then you could, if you were lucky, you know, hold hands, and, you know, it was that shy kind of, like, asphyxiation, and it was it was weird. But it was, uh, I guess it was, like, innocent. You know, it wasn't anything major when I was 14, obviously. Okay. All right. And yeah, I would agree I with her. You would agree with her? Okay. Yes. Okay. Cause now, okay, now, given what you know, I think you ladies are, what, 18 and 25. Is that right? Or 23? Well, going on 25 in a couple of days. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, happy early birthday to you. Brianna. Now, teen dating now, 14, uh, 13, 14, is different than when you were teen dating. Is that true? Um, well, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's that much different, or at least not from my observation. Well, teen dating is these uh, middle school kids having sex in the bathrooms at school and crazy stuff like that. Or, or I am I just watching a different news channel than, than what you're watching? Because that's what I see. That's what I hear. That's what I hear other parents talking about, how just these middle school kids are just out of control uh, when it comes to dealing with the opposite sex. So was it, as, uh, was it that bad when you were in middle school and high school age? Uh, honestly, um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Janae. Oh, thank you. Um, it's weird because uh, hearing that middle schoolers, you know, are having sex, it's weird for me to hear that. And I'm, you know, I'm 18. Yeah, I'm still young. Uh, that never happened when I was in middle school, and that was only five years ago, max. And um, but high school, most definitely, you know, like uh, I remember seeing, you know, the first girl I ever saw pregnant. You know, I was in ninth grade, and I was like you know, 15, 16 at the time, and you know, it was weird. You know, she was my age, and um, but I never heard of, you know, middle schoolers even getting into any sexual, you know, activities, but definitely high schoolers. Well, and for me, how- when I was in middle school, it it was, well, I did have or know of people that were already active. And I guess it all started out because what I heard when I was younger, it was a game called Hide and Go Get It. And that's when it all started uh, for me to hear it happening. Oh, you know, I remember, you know, Brianna, you just helped me out. You just, I remember hide and go get it. I, re- I yeah. remember that. I've never yeah. even heard of that. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 hide and go get it. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. So, in any event, so, so let's, let's move on. Let's move on. So now we're, we're, we're talking about 
teen dating. We're talking about appropriate ages to date. And I'm sure that your parents probably said the same things to you that I said to my daughters. You know, don't don't have sex. And and, and if, we, if you think you're ready, let's talk about it so we can go get you the appropriate um, birth control and we can have those conversations. Did your parents probably say those same things? I, I think we, I think we're kind of taught to say that. So I'm sure that you did you oh, make it yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think we say it as parents, but we probably really don't want you guys to come back and, and question us. I think we just want to say, okay, I got to do it. I said it, and, and that's it. But let's let's have real talk this morning, and and let's digest some of those uh, conversations that parents have said to you. What were you thinking when your parents said that to you? You're like, well, yeah, whatever. Me, oh well, for me, um, me and my mother, we talked about everything, and and when she told me. I was like, okay, maybe maybe I'll tell you that. But that ended up being one of the only things that I didn't tell her about uh, was the fact that I was interested in having sex. So I didn't follow or uh, really go through with the advice that she gave me because I didn't want her to have any type of negative thought towards it. Yeah, for me, it was more of a sense of I was a loner. You know, I didn't really talk to my parents about anything, you know, my feelings, even whenever, you know, I first hit puberty. I never even told them about that. You know, I handled it on my own. And, you know, I didn't, my dad, he would always tell me, you can tell me, you know, it's okay. And I felt weird about it because I was like, it's my life, and I don't feel like I should be that open to talk about it, you know, but. After about a year, like, after when I lost my virginity, I actually opened and I told them. And, you know, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, but it was still really weird. It was still really awkward. Thank you for sharing that. So, Janae, let's talk about you. um, Not Janae, I'm sorry, Brianna. Let's talk about your sexual experiences, if you're ready to share what it was Mm -hmm. and, and what it led to for you. Okay, well, for me, um, I became interested in sex early, but I didn't have sex until I was 14. And my first time having sex, I ended up pregnant. And and this nobody's fault but my own because I've I've been very well educated and, you know, uh, practicing safe sex and had sex ed classes, and I knew, you know, not to go based off of, you know, the word of a guy saying that he could just, you know, do another method as in pulling out. Um, For me, I mean, that one time, life happens to everybody. Uh, No matter how you may be, may be good, bad, or whatever, life can happen to anybody. Um, but I mean, I don't really, I didn't really have much of a sex life besides that. I mean, after I got pregnant, then I was, I could have sex because I was already pregnant. But <laughs> other than that, that was my sex life. Okay, so so as as a um, as a young teenager, um, getting getting pregnant, you were pregnant at what age? Fifteen? The fifteen, Brianna? Um. Well, I got pregnant at 14, and by the time my son was born, he was, I was 15. And what kind of family support did you have 
and and how did you get through those those tough tough stages of, of raising your son uh, and trying to go to school and, and things like that? What what was life like for you? For me, I had a really 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 strong support system. Um, when I told my mother, she was very supportive. She recepted the information well, and and I I feel and I well let's say I know. But if it had not been for the type of child that I was, uh, with me being very respectful, being polite, good grades in sports, she would have taken it a whole nother way, and she probably wouldn't have been as supportive as she was. And with her support, I feel like there's no other way I would have been able to turn out to be who I am now and be a successful in my life as I am now with having a child so so young. Well, let's talk about a few of those successful things that that you've done. Um, first, I want to congratulate you on being successful and reaching your goals um, through your education. So let's tell the audience uh, some of the successful things that you've done uh, with the support of your family and, and where you are today. Um, well, I would start out, uh, I think the most successful thing or the first successful thing that I just will never forget, um, when during my pregnancy, I ended up having to be uh, put on bed rest. So I had a in-house teacher come in, provided by the school. And I think that you, even though you become pregnant, it does not have to be the end of your world. If anything, you should try to make it better simply because you know you have somebody else who's on the way that you're going to have to take care of. And during finals time, um, I ended up having contractions. Like I would have contractions on and off during the time that I was uh, on bed rest. But I still, like my teacher, she would ask me if I wanted her to leave, you know, just because I was so uncomfortable. But, I mean, if you really want something, you can do do it. And during the time I was taking my finals testing, I was having contractions. And come to find out after I was done with my tests, I passed all of them ways, which I thought was amazing because for me to be in such pain, I had that much focus to get my work done. And I think I had better grades then while I was pregnant than I did when I wasn't. So I guess I just had a lot more motivation than just myself. Um, but I ended up graduating high school, and I ended up going to college, um, majoring in psychology, and a little bit of medical assisting as well. Um, and I currently now, well, I'm not using my psychology degree, which I will end up going back to school to finish that, but I am a support specialist at Carl Warren Company at this current time, and I'm able to successfully take care of me and my son. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Kudos to you for making that happen. All right, Janae, let's talk about your team relationship experience. Would you like to share that with the audience? Yeah. Um, all right, so around, I want to say a year ago now, it was exactly a year ago, um, this guy, he found me, like, he added me on Facebook, and he, at the time, he didn't tell me that he was 11 years older than me, but he was 11 years older than me, and I 
have very bad family issues, especially, like, I guess you could say, like, daddy issues. And, um, you know, I just needed that father figure in my life, I figured. And I felt like that guy was going to be the guy I needed. So we started dating. And um, just about, like, two or three months after we started dating, I realized that he was very controlled and manipulative. He would say things like, if you, would, if you love me, you would do this. Or no one will love you like I do. Mm-hmm. And he would say things that would hurt my feelings, like, because um, I'm very insecure about a lot of things. Um, I have short hair and I wore wigs at the time. And he knew that. And he knew that it was one of my biggest insecurities because I felt like I was really ugly without him. And he would be like, well, look at yourself when you don't wear wigs. Who would love that? You look like a boy when you don't. And that really hurt my ego. But I felt like I had to stay with him because, like he said, no other person would love me, you know. And it went on for a long time. And after a while, I couldn't live at my house, uh, do the things that my father said were inappropriate. And, you know, social workers took me out. They said, go live where you feel safe. And at the time, since he would, you know, he said that he would protect me from my dad and everything like that, I moved in with him, you know even though my mom didn't like it, you know, I didn't feel like their approval mattered because they weren't much, they weren't involved in my life as much as they should have been. And they didn't care about my feelings prior to that moment, so why did it matter then? And so I moved in with him. And it was just the biggest mistake ever. Like, I realized that when I moved in, I was like, this isn't going to work, but I kind of have to make it work. And it was really scary and I uh, found out that he was cheating on me, you know, about <laughs> the whole entire relationship. And I got really upset, and I tried to confront him about it, and I called my best friends, and I was crying. I was like, I- I- I'm going to stay with him. I'm just going to talk to him about it. Maybe, he, you know, I was doing something wrong, and I can fix it. You know, I can just be the person he needs to be with because I need this in my life. And they told me, you know, leave him. He's not worth it. But I still try to make it work. And that night, and why, I didn't. Why did you, you mentioned something that that's very important, and I want to pull out. You said that um, you you had daddy issues. So, uh, were you were you recognizing that you were being emotionally abused uh, and psychologically abused in this teen relationship with this guy? Did, did you recognize? I realized that? it at the end. I realized it. It wasn't during the relationship, like in the like in the beginning, whenever it's like the honeymoon phase, you brush it off. And okay. then in the middle, okay. you're just like, okay, it's going to work. Just let it work. But at the end, you know, I got fed up with it because he was just like my dad. He said the same exact things as my dad did. And now, I just couldn't it, 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 it's, it's ironic that you say that because most people, you know, that that's, uh, first of all, congratulate you for, for getting to the point of getting out of it because that is a, an issue that women um, twice your age go through and and come to find out that they, they learn on the back end that it was because of some childhood issues or something that was going on in the household that made them stay. So when did you, so you're, you're out of that um, abusive relationship now. How, how mm-hmm. did you come in to the point that, that you say, uh, you said you couldn't take it no more? Was it just you alone thinking that, or did you have support? People were telling you and telling you and telling you, or, you know, what, how did you get to the point? When was the epiphany that, you know, I got to leave, I got to leave? Um, it was to the point where, you know, I moved out, 
and I was doing with my best friend, and her parents told me, no, this isn't right. You can't be with this guy anymore, you know. And I found out, you know, lies on top of lies, you know, hey, he's not the age that he said he was. He is actually 11 years older than you. Why are you with him? And I'm like, because it needs to work. It has to work. we got to make it work. And then, you know, about a month after leaving him, you know, I started, you know, going to church and hanging out with positive people and realizing that this guy is not okay. He's not mentally stable and you can't make someone happy by yourself. Did you did you ever experience did you ever experience threats of violence from him? Did he ever assault you or 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 say he would kill you or kill himself or anything he, like that? He threatened to kill himself several times if I left. You know, he um I remember the day I was packing up and crying and leaving, he had you know, like one of his pocket knives that he had and he was trying to cut himself but it didn't work. You know, he was doing it for show. He wasn't trying to cut himself really. And mm-hmm. he you know, he had a gun and it was really scary because, you know, this guy, he's not mentally stable and he's saying that he'll kill himself, you know, what he will do you don't you don't know, especially when you're not around. And so I felt threatened and, you know, he was stalking me, you know, he would like come to places that I wouldn't know. Like that I no one knew except for me. Because I was there, and my friend, and she didn't talk to him. She didn't even know him. And he would show up, and it would be really creepy. And so I got a restraining order. And um, okay. he would he would always message me. Like, I blocked his number and everything, but he had another number because he had one of those uh, free mobile apps, and he would call me. I was like, who is this? And he wouldn't tell me who it was, and then I figured it out. Um and I just kept getting harassment at work. Like, he filed a false complaint on mm-hmm. one of these guys that I was, I wasn't even seeing this guy because I was done with dating at the time. And I was just friends with him, hanging out with him. And he got jealous of him, so he filed a false complaint at work, a corporate. I was working at Bojangles at the time. And he he said that I spit in his food and called him racist slurs. Racist and he used the guy that I was, you know, hanging out with's name, and I knew it, was, you know, it wasn't true, and I knew it was him, and I almost got fired for it. But I talked to them about it, and I told them, hey, here's a restraining order, here's everything, here's some stalking records. And you know, you know that's that's mm-hmm. that's a red flag that you know there are people when you when you're dealing with people who are abusive and controlling, they do try to manipulate other areas of your life when they can no longer say things or have you physically there. They they do try to they do stalk you and and just focus on making your life miserable. But what what are yeah. before we wrap up the, the show, I want to get some final comments from the two of you. <clears throat> so, Janae, what were some red flags? Um, we spoke yesterday. We talked about red mm-hmm. flags. We talked about signs. I want you to very quickly share um, a few red flags that you would warn other teenagers who are possibly in an abusive um, dating relationship. Um, so, red flags would definitely be a guy or a girl who are just like, if, if they even use the term, if you love me, because that's just manipulating you. And that's just showing you that they don't really love you. They just love what you do for them. So you want to realize if they are just, you know, selfish and just want what you do for them, or they actually care for your well-being as well as theirs. Mm-hmm. 
Good, good, good. And uh, outside of the, the guilt, guilt trip, anything, anything else uh, that, that you can think of that was um, very um, helpful for you to be able to walk away? And she's actually left the area, folks. She she was in Georgia. She's now in in Chicago, and she's 18, and she's headed away, and, and she's going to college. So without a lot of parental support, she she did get out of that situation through other means. And I always say that it takes a family. I mean, it takes a village. And so I'm glad that you you, you found your village and you were able to fight the, the situation. But uh, anything you want to say in closing, uh, Janae, about um, to young women like yourself or young teens about how they can avoid or get out of an abusive dating relationship? The way you can definitely avoid it is uh, love yourself before you love others and know your value because if you don't know your worth, then you're going to settle and you never want to settle for anything. You want to know that you deserve to be a queen and you deserve to be with a king or vice versa. Mm-hmm. You deserve to be a king, you deserve to be with a queen. So just know your know your value, That's definitely. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for that. And, and Brianna, what, what would you say to uh, the young teenagers out there who um, may be having, you know, experiencing their, their pregnant now? Because you know, I heard of a story a few, um, I think it was maybe a year or so ago, where uh, a young girl who didn't want to disappoint her parents, she found out that she was pregnant, and she took her own life. So there, there, oh, there are wow. a lot of young, young, young kids out there who parents expect them to be perfect and to be the world right. and, and they make mistakes and, and, and they threaten, you know, and they do things to harm themselves because of that. So right. what, what would you say? What would you say to them? Um, and, and I definitely understand, you know, the not wanting to disappoint your parents because I was kind of in that same position just with my whole family because I was kind of deemed as the golden child and I was supposed to be, you know, be all these amazing things. But you have to realize that it's your life. And and first and foremost, remember, like, make this a lesson. Learn from this and don't make the same, I wouldn't say mistake, because everything happens for a reason, but don't let this situation happen again until you're ready. Uh, don't have sex unprotected until you're ready to, you know, take on the consequences that come with it should things go awry. Um, you know, if you don't have the best uh, support system, be your own support system. Do research. There are plenty of organizations out there to assist with um, people in this situation, having children young. Um, and for guys, you know, don't don't have sex and not plan on, you know, taking care of your responsibilities. And for females who are dealing with a guy who is not there for the child, don't worry about it. Don't harp on, you know, the other parent not being there. Just do what you have to do. Raise your child to the best of your, your abilities. And don't put your issues between the other parent and the child's life. Let that child decide, you know, let him learn, him or her learn on the, their own. Don't talk negative about the other parent to your child ever because that is just not healthy. Um, and, you know, just, just continue to 
try to follow your dreams. I mean, you can do whatever you put your mind to. Just don't give up. Uh, Of course, you know, life is harder when you have a child, but you're not going to go through anything that you can't, you know, succeed in if you really want to. You, you, you ladies are are amazing, and um, I'm proud of you. I'm, pr- I'm proud of both of you, and I'm, and I'm really, really um, proud of you for being courageous enough to share, and to not live live in, live in shame or in guilt, and so that that you are sharing your story to to help someone else. That shows maturity. That shows growth and the development, and it shows leadership. So I'm wishing you both well, and thank you again for being on the show. And thank you for having us. Oh, anytime. I want you ladies to come back periodically. And every now and then I can think in the community. So, yeah, I would love to have you sit on panels and, and as we work with our youth, because it does take a village, and we all learn from each other, and I've definitely learned something from the two of you. Uh, this morning. Thanks again for being on the show. And don't forget to download the app, you guys. Download the app. It's in your app store, Coffee Talk with Soy. Ladies, share this link with others that you think could benefit from learning about teen sex, relationship, violence, and social issues. It's been a great morning. It's been an awesome show. Thank you guys for tuning in to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show. For more information about the show, to be a guest, visit the website, Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.